There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. A beautiful Johannesburg winter, summer, I'm not quite sure what day it is. It's so great to have you on board. And thankfully we've somehow gotten through the three weeks and, and, and Tishbav, I hope your fast was not technically difficult at all and quite meaningful. There's just so much going on on Tishbav in this town in terms of Live speakers and, and, uh, podcasts and, and, uh, streaming of all sorts of things. It's almost impossible not to get caught up in the, in the inspiration and the tremendous, tremendous potential we have for perhaps coming a little bit to grips, a little bit understanding of what, of what Tishbov is, is meant to be, of what it's, uh, intended, what the message, what the lesson is that we have to take for ourselves and, and work on, you know, improving, work on rebuilding. But now, of course, now we're, Back in Shabbos Nachamu, the week of comfort, the week where we're able to pick ourselves up and start the rebuilding process once we've realized how, how low we've sunk and how far away we are, which is what Tishbav is about. Now we pick ourselves up and we begin to get ready. We begin to prepare for, for Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is only six weeks or so, uh, away. So there's, there's work to be done. There's preparation. There's polishing of our, of everything. That we are of our, of our midot, of our behavior, of our mitzvahs, of our, uh, our dedication and enthusiasm and and, and uh, energy for for Hakadosh Baruch Hu and, and and for His world, and that's something we have to we have to work on, we have to uh, uh, develop. So this week, I just want to say a word or two. It's kind of interesting uh, about the parsha. There's so much. This week's parsha is, is like really a a whirlwind of of, of things. Uh, you know, like all the Chagimah basically mentioned, we have a little bit from Haggadah. We have the question of the of of the of the Chacham that we say, and of course we have the the ten statements, which of course is is Eshavuot, and we have the Pasuk of Ataharaita, which is which is the part of actually the ceremony of 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 Simchas Torah, and 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 there's so much, and of course there's there's things we say all the time. There's uh, the Shema. And there is the pasuk of Atemadvekim, which we say whenever we take out the, the 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 Torah. So there's lots and lots of familiar things, lots of beautiful, beautiful things. It's such an appropriate Shabbos for for Shabbos Shabbos Nachmu. But perhaps just a a a a, a word about the the. Let's start with the the mezuzah. We know that on the uh, on the back of mezuzah, on the outside of the mezuzah. So we have we have written there three letters, Shin Dalit Yud, which is one of the names of of Hashem, and Chazal explained that the meaning of this name Hashem is is alluded to the word Shin Dalit Yud Sheomar LaOlamai Dai, or Sheomar Dai LaOlamai, which means Hashem said enough during the process when Hashem was creating the world. He said enough. What does that mean? So to really explain that, one needs to go to the Mishnah in the beginning of the fifth parak of Pirkei Avot, where, where the Mishnah says that the world was created with ten sayings. Why? In order to give 
good reward to the tzaddikim who sustain the world with their, with their Torah and, and mitzvahs and to punish the wicked people who destroy the world which was created by these ten, by these ten sayings. And the obvious question is, what, what's the relationship, what's the kesha that exists between the Asorim Amoras, the ten sayings that, with which Hashem created the world with, with reward and, and, uh, and punishment? And why is that even considered part of the, of the, of the equation? So the, the commentaries explain that Hashem created this world with the express purpose that through man's bechira, through man's choice of, of, of doing good things rather than doing that which is evil, so he's going to be rewarded forever. Now, in order for the Rabbani Shalom to be able to bring this plan to, to fruition, the Rabbani Shalom had to construct a veil, uh, construct a world where he would uh, 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 consistently create a situation where his presence would be veiled, where the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu would be hidden, because if that concealment didn't take place, if the, if the aura of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was clearly visible in, in this world, then to a certain extent, man's entire existence in this world would be in vain, because the the light of Hakadosh Baruch, if that was in any way, if that was unharnessed, if it was unleashed and, and allowed to be, so that that Hakadosh Baruch would make us all into we become Allah, we become angels ourselves, and obviously we would never do anything wrong. We have no free choice, and Hakadosh Baruch therefore could not give us any reward. Would be it would be inevitable that we would that we would do good. We were so awed by the presence of Hakadosh Baruch no one could ever do anything anything wrong. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made these Asarim Amores, these ten sayings, in order to create the world that we live in. Each saying added another kind of, another veil, another curtain, which, which dimmed the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. By the time HaKadosh Baruch Hu had, had said ten sayings, so then the balance of Bechira, the balance that a person has to choose good or evil, was was equal, and and therefore in that moment, Bechira, man's ability to make a a a a, a, a right choice and become sort of a, a moral agent of of Bechira came into place. Ten sayings was sort of the perfect number for creation because had there been only nine sayings, so again that would have still allowed too much of Hakadosh Baruch Hu's light to come through. And we wouldn't have been able to choose evil. The, 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 the desire to do good would still have been overpowering. On the other hand, if there would have been 11, 11 sayings, God forbid, then Hashem would have been so hidden that it would have been virtually impossible for a person to do good. Evil would have so, so, uh, uh, surpassed uh, the, the, the good in the world that free choice wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been possible. So 10, I guess it would be constrictions of Akadosh Baruch Hu's light put man in the world that if he seeks to find Akadosh Baruch Hu, you can find him. He'll discover him in this world. And if he 
doesn't interest himself in 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 so doing and doesn't want to pursue Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he won't he won't find him he won't find him at all. So that that's the understanding. Now we understand the the the, the, the relationship between schar and between reward and punishment and the asarim amaras for both the tzaddikim and the the wicked people. Tzaddikim receive reward because. In a world that was created with ten sayings with just that right amount of, of, of light and darkness, they were able, they sought out HaKadosh Baruch Hu and they found him, even though, yes, he was sort of camouflaged in, in nature, they found him and they get reward for that. The wicked, on the other hand, are going to be punished for their Averas because if they had truly sought out the Rabbani Shlodim, they would have found his so to speak, his hiding place, and, and they could have, they could have served him. And that name of Hashem, that's on the mezuzah, the Shin Dalit Yud, so that, that uh, displays, that manifests, that this, uh, 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 further, so to speak, expansion of, of, of the world when Hashem created it, so that was put, that was put on hold. If I could, if I could have had, had put up further veils, and the and the Akedus Baruch Hu's life would have been even further uh, uh, constricted, so, so to speak. If there had been, let's say, an eleventh saying of creation, so then the world couldn't have existed. And that's why Akedus Baruch Hu held himself back from that next statement. Had it been said, right, it would have made the world a place that was impossible to find Akedus Baruch Hu because it would have become so magushim, so so physical. And so, and so opaque for Akadosh Baruch Hu's presence, and there would be sort of a, a, a evil, overpowering force in, in the world that no one would be able to serve, to serve Akadosh Baruch Hu. If we understand this, so then we can actually try to understand another very, very difficult Chazal, which uh, has become over the years almost, almost like some kind of a, 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 a skula. That people, that people try to do. The Gemara says, based on the Pasuk in, in Eoi, the Pasuk says, Toile Eretz Albulima. That the world is suspended on nothing. Bulima. And the Gemara, and the Gemara in, uh, in Chulin comments on this Pasuk with a very, very startling and perhaps now well-known statement. The Gemara says, Omraviloi, Eina Oila Miskayim. The world only exists. Someone who keeps himself silent, Bishasmariva, at a time where there's where there's a machlekes. Shinema, as it says, Toila Eretz, Toila Eretz al 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 abulima. You know, it's the world is sustained only by this individual who shuts his mouth when there is a, a argument going on and he holds himself back from saying something hurtful. Right? Because the word belima is worded in the word, is, is, the shorish is the word bolem, and bolem means to keep, to keep shut. And in fact, we've all heard stories of people who were publicly kind of shamed and embarrassed, and were then approached by, by, by a bystander, and, and, and who begged them to please, please control yourselves and don't answer. In order that, this person who would be silent would then be able to give them 
a, a, a bracha for them to have to have children or, or, or some other need they had. And that need would be fulfilled because of this tremendous, tremendous righteous righteous act. How does one understand this 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 kind of a this kind of a, a, a school and what's in fact the the media connected media that a person would have would have a child because he he doesn't answer back when when he's provoked in a in a in a uh, in a machlekes. So if you understand the first chazal, we can now push and understand with what we were saying because with every one of the asar mamars, every one of the ten things that Hashem said, Hashem created a further almost distancing of himself from the world that he was he was creating. Had HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, ordered, uh, 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 said an 11th, let's say, so then the world would have ceased existing for, for the original purpose that it was created. In other words, Hashem's refrain from further speech, whatever that means in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's terms, allowed for the creation of a world that had Bechira, that has free choice and allows for reward and punishment. So too, the moment a person who's confronted with a situation, someone has said something terrible to him, and the urge is to answer back with something something equally biting, equally hurtful, to ease your own pain by causing pain to the other person, and he shuts his mouth doing such a, such a mouth like this, and refrains from answering back, which would have obviously caused the machlekes to reach even a, 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 a higher, higher level uh, and perhaps, and not allow for any kind of future, uh, uh, reconciliation. Mira can, what he's actually doing is he's mirroring HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Mira connect Mida and ceasing to speak further words, which would have created so many veils that the world could have could have totally concealed HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence. So therefore, during that moment of, of kind of super self-control, when when a person emulates the meat of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in creation by being quiet, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu considers it that he has sustained the world in which in which he exists. In fact, Chazal considers him to have sustained the What's called the the uh, the Olam uh, the entire he's kept the whole universe, the whole cosmos going, for sure, because he possesses in his bechira uh, uh, and in in, in 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 his choice to be quiet, he now has the ability and the skula to bring bracha into this world, another an Olam Katan, another 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 child. In fact, uh, this is actually hinted to to the skula uh, uh, that comes from a person simply being able to exert self-control is found in this acronym where a person, where we say, what's oimer la'olomoy dai? So the, if you take the first letter of all three words, aleph, lamed, dalit, it spells the word elaid, which means I will give birth through a world that allows people to develop Bechira, the world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. So one has the opportunity to literally give birth even even to himself by making these correct choices. And in fact, the the Sifri writes on, on the, on the, on the Pasuk of Tzitzis Vasisem Oisam which means you shall perform the mitzvahs which can also be read 
Make yourselves by fulfilling all the mitzvahs you develop yourself and, and by, by refraining oneself, by restraining oneself, uh, one's almost instinct to give a, a heated, uh, a, a attack, a, a barrage of, of return comments. So one is gifted with the power of even physical birthing or being able to have, have a child which one can then bestow if you give a bracha to somebody else at that moment that bracha can can uh, can be can be fulfilled we'll come with a closing comment on the subject and carry on with Hilchel Shabbos in a moment this is 11.9 Chai FM the program is Soul to Soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa there are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath it's the why behind the way we do the things we do Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, back on the radio here in Johannesburg on Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Voschanan. As we always do at this point, the important times we need to know for this Shabbos. Candlelighting tonight is no later than 5.30, half past 5. That's your latest time for getting them up. Obviously, let's always try to get a few minutes early. Enhance our Shabbos by adding a few minutes, by sort of taking away some of the pressure, the last minute pressure, by making our Shabbos actually an extended Shabbos, a few extra minutes. It's a beautiful thing to do if we can do it. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 21 minutes past 6, 6.21. As I said, the Haftar is the first of the special seven Haftarists of comfort that we read between the uh, Tishabov and Rosh Hashanah this week, of course, is the Nachamu, Nachamu, I mean, the famous words of Yeshaya Hanavi offering us comfort and, and solace and encouragement to begin, to begin, uh, uh, anew. Just, just to finish off our discussion, just perhaps an, another short idea, uh, uh, concerning why we have the three-letter Shin Dalit Yud on the, on the mezuzah, uh, outside our, uh, our homes is perhaps to remind the people who actually live inside that house that as we run after all the physical things and all the materialistic things, that need not be and should not be one's primary goal in this in this world. When Hashem created the world and He said, die, enough, He meant enough of this physical expansion for anything more then what's actually needed actually distracts a person from finding the Rabbani Shalom altogether. So too, one must ensure that in his own personal life, he doesn't allow himself to expand in the realm of, of, of the physical, of, of running after his, his tithes, of, of, of his lusts, and, and, and let that sort of be, be on, on rain because if he does that, He'll be so preoccupied with that he won't notice the Rabboni Shalom altogether. In order to become a real sort of melech, a, a king, and, and, and someone who has access and connection to the Torah, one has to reign upon himself with, with discipline. And one always has to have his, his control of himself in his own hands to direct even his own body to follow the, the Derech HaYoshar, and, and to not allow it to run kind of wild uh, uh, and, and do whatever it wants 
on, on its, uh, on its own. Because if we don't do that, if we don't exert control, so one is actually running the risk of chas v'shalom, of, of spiritual ab, uh, ab, ablinion. It's dafka, the, 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 either we institute the limit of, of the dying, on ourselves, or, 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 or the ramifications are, are serious. And that's the mezuzah. We have the mezuzah at the entrance of every single door, for every single letter, right? Uh, uh, in fact, uh, uh, the word mezuzah, if you change the letters around, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, two zayans are zaz, zaz mabes. The mezuzah keeps a person away, away from death by exerting the kind of, the kind of self-control and, and understanding that what's really is important is what it's inside the mezuzah. The Shema Yisrael, the accepting what HaKadosh Baruch Hu's and, 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 and running after what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to do. We have to, the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the pursuit of, of, uh, of, of his, of his mitzvahs is, is, is the paramount thing. And that's why the, the minig is that one puts one's hand, one puts one's yad on, on the mezuzah whenever you enter and, uh, and leave. And that's to remind us that we are meant to copy, we're meant to emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu and say, Dai. Dai is uh, the same letters as as Yad. It's enough. Enough to the expansion and, and the deepening of his physical, of his physical, uh, 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 world. And that's, that's perhaps another understanding and another insight into, into the concept of the word, of the word shin, shin dalijut. We're dealing with the laws of Amir la'akam, of, of what, and you're allowed to ask a, a Jew to do for you on, on, uh, on, on Shabbos. So we're up to the, the situation where we need to discuss what happens in the situation of Someone who, God forbid, is ill, or even if he's not necessarily ill, but he's, uh, he's suffering, uh, 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 a bit. And we said that the, the prohibition that that Chazal affixed for a person to request a, uh, a non-Jew to do Malacha on Shabbos for him. So that's in a situation of the status quo, in a normal situation where everyone is healthy and things are, are, are proceeding on, on an even keel. So there we've discussed that one cannot, uh, uh, instruct, one cannot ask a, a non-Jew to do, to do malacha for it and one cannot in, in many cases have, have benefit from the, the malacha that's being done by the, by the, uh, non-Jew, non-Jew for you. There are certain situations where we are allowed to involve the guy and, and, uh, and get him to, to, to help us. And we're going to discuss that in a moment, but we first need to, uh, make some money and, and go to the shops. We'll be back in a moment. This is 11.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. Please stay with us. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 Chai FM. We're back on your radio just for a few more minutes on this beautiful Friday afternoon. So we said that there are certain situations that one is allowed to, to, uh, instruct a, a non-Jew to get involved and to help out on Shabbos, even if it involves certain actions which may, 
break uh, break the the Shabbos. But so let's say in a situation where one has a person who is ill, so one is allowed to request from the non-Jew to do any kind of work that is necessary on behalf of that ill person, even a malacha that is biblically forbidden, even things that are forbidden from from the uh, from the Torah, provided that we're talking about a a sick person that uh, is ill, is maybe uh, is maybe uh, having to lie down, having to be in bed, but not in a situation where he is dangerously ill. We already said that if God forbid a person has an illness where his life could potentially be in uh, in danger so then uh, we don't even rely on the on the Inuhudi on the non-Jew to break the Shabbos there the Jew himself needs to break the Shabbos in order to save the life of of another of another Jew because the standing rule is pikuach nefesh danger to to a, a human life is doyach Shabbos pushes aside the 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 Shabbos and uh, these these uh, these laws regarding choyla let's get into all the laws of of a choyla are, are beyond the scope of this particular year we have discussed it and and maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll come back to it on on uh, on another time and. Uh, yeah, the same thing would apply, let's say, to a very, a very young child who very necessarily needs some kind of a, some kind of a treatment, some kind of a, 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 a procedure to be done for him so that he can, he can thrive and he can, uh, he can be, be healthy. So he also has the status of being a, a non-dangerously ill, ill person and therefore one would be allowed to tell the non-Jew on Shabbos to do for him even things that are generally considered to be forbidden from the Torah. Therefore, let's say, one would be allowed to request from a non-Jew to cook if the, if the sick person needs a particular kind of, of food that needs to be prepared on, on, on Shabbos. So the non-Jew will be allowed to cook food for him for either in in the, in the case of the of the child who has nothing else to eat, if that's the only option we have to feed him the diet or feed him the the, the food that he he needs in his situation, then one be will be allowed to have a non-Jew uh, uh, cook it if he if he needs that. And similarly, one would one be allowed to instruct a a non-Jew to even turn on a light where there are children who maybe even are uh afraid or panicked by by being in the in in the darkness and that could that could uh, adversely adversely uh, affect them and therefore the the non-Jew can can uh, can even can even do do that in the uh let's say the very very cold countries uh, where the where winter is seriously a uh, 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 winter so there's uh, can be a, a problem sometimes where one needs constant heating in the in the uh, in the house uh, in the time of of uh, the Gemara in time when the Allah was written. So they used to heat the houses with with wood 
fires, where they had these uh, ovens, where they put uh, uh, twigs or, or or pieces of wood uh, in there, and uh, and uh, by the time it became uh, you know morning, they would light it at night before they went to bed. In the morning, the, it would already be uh, would be cold, and uh, since the the standard halacha is that we are all considered potentially suspect to to the cold. Anyone is considered a sick person in connection to to such serious kind of kind of a cold. So they were allowed to even request the non-Jew to come and uh, and light for them every Shabbos morning to light up to fire up the the oven so that they could have sufficient warmth to be able to to be able to uh, uh, sustain sustain themselves and. Uh, and uh, they used to call, as I said, they used to call this uh, this non-Jew who did that. They would call him the 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 Shabbos the Shabbos guy. But today, of course, that's not uh, uh, so easy. We not not so difficult. We can we can set timers. We can put on heating in many other ways. We don't need to to actually involve the non-Jew. We can do it with gas. Or we can do it with electricity. And uh, they won't go out on Shabbos unless we uh, we. Uh, Tell them to. So there, there's no, we don't have any more an allowance to, to ask the Nanju on a regular basis to, to be our, our, uh, our Goishal Shabbos and, and, and light these things, light these things for us. Only in, in, in a, in a, in a, in a sort of emergency situation where let's say it does, it does go out and it's very, very, uh, cold. So even if there aren't small children, in in the house, one would be, one be allowed to ask the the uh, the non-Jew to light the fire because that could be dangerous to uh, to uh, to everyone. Um, right. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna close up here because the time is running away and we have to uh, make way for the news and then some wonderful music as we prepare for Shabbos. So I just take the opportunity as we leave to thank you all for joining us thank you for whether you're in the car in the kitchen or sitting at your table having a bit of lunch maybe listening listening to the show we want to free show our appreciation for because we can only be here as long as there are people actually actually tuning in and to wish you the most wonderful Shabbos Nachum a time we really begin to feel that there's a new energy seeping in a new opportunity a new growth and stop building ourselves up as we get ready for Rosh Hashanah. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. And to every single one of our radio family, a beautiful, warm, and good bench. Good job.